Welcome to the War is Everything podcast, where we share scripture, discuss the Christian metal scene and music, and help promote lesser-known bands. I'm Zachariah. And I'm Hunter. And we're your hosts. Today's scripture is John 15, 18 through 27. And it says, If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the War is Everything podcast. Today we're looking at one of our songs again, uh, one that I think is definitely one of my favorites to play. It's it's a great song, and uh, I'll let Zachariah kind of intro it since uh, he wrote it. Before we get into uh, the lyrics of the song today, we actually have we don't have a guest from another band on the podcast today. We actually have our drummer Rock with us today. Say hey, Rock. say hey, Rock. What's up, everybody? <laughs> um, so if he has any comments, he'll. Uh, add those in as we go but as usual i'm going to get right into talking about the lyrics of this song so the first verse just says i was made to suffer i brought this on myself um i i think that what i was going for when writing this um first verse is that you know a lot of the time i've been in a point where like you know i deal with some things that come with being a christian whether it's you know people at work making fun of me or even Um, a lot of the times, you know, struggling with my own sin and there have been points where I'm like annoyed that I am a Christian and I can't just do whatever I want without, you know, feeling the guilt of sin, you know, and the conviction of it. So, you know, it's almost a negative way of looking at it that, you know, I brought these things on myself, choices made in silence to save the soul within, you know, when you first get saved, a lot of time it's, you know, on your own, it's just between you and God. And then it goes into, um, I don't remember what psalm it is, but it's actually talking about um, Jesus when it's talking about this, but I think it kind of fits us as well. It's, I am just a worm, not even a man, despised by all who see me, mocked by the world, put to shame. I cry out, who will save me? Um, because that's that's who we are to a lot of people in the world. We're, we're garbage. To a lot of people, you know, they think of Christians and they think they're just the most hateful, judgmental people in the world and the world would be better off without them um in the chorus it just talks about being made to suffer and accepting the torture that comes from people for our choice to be christians and to follow christ um in the second verse it starts to get to more of an uplifting positive note it says i was made to suffer to be of something more i reject belonging to belong to the lord you know when we choose to belong to the lord and be his followers that comes with rejecting 
the world and everything that it has to offer. So in choosing to belong to Christ, we choose not to belong to the world. Um, goes back into um, the chorus. And again, there, right before the breakdown, it's talking about, again, being made to suffer and being the scourge of man. You know, again, the world hates us and it's always going to hate us and it's going to hate us even more and more as the end gets closer. Then in the very last chorus, it comes to almost like a rev, uh, resolution to the song because it plays the chorus twice, but the second time it changes. I, I was made to suffer, but count it all as gain. It's the price I choose to bear. I'll gladly suffer for your name. It's who I'm made to be. And that I think kind of sums up the whole song right there. You know, that's who we were made to be. We were made to be people who suffer, you know, because the, our reward is not here on earth. Our reward is in heaven. So we deal with the, the consequences I guess, consequences of being Christians here on earth for a much greater reward later on. It's almost like there's a theme to this song. <laughs> almost. You know, like every time <laughs> I look through our discography, if you will, and I see this song, I'm like, Christian band, made to suffer. Um, every time I look at it, it looks like it shouldn't be a song by a Christian band. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something that, and that's a problem of modern day Christianity. We've been sold... Uh, by the culture and even by some of the churches who just aren't as hard-hitting with the gospel and with the truth of what the Bible is, the entirety of it, um, that we end up seeing a lot of people that are like, oh, God will just bless me for following him and like, show me the scripture. Sounds, I would I would love to see it. Sounds kind of like another song that yeah. we have. <laughs> I don't even mean financially. I'm just talking about in general, like the whole idea, like, yes, you will find joy that, you know, is able to... Uh, greatly overshadow any despair that might come into your life. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to have those moments. So, yeah, I think the idea of suffering definitely is lost on the modern Christian. So seeing this song, as much as it's odd for someone who doesn't recognize that in Christianity and hearing the lyrics and uh, really diving into it, I mean, for me, knowing and having read all those sections and personally dealing with the suffering of, you know, many different situations. This song to me is like, yeah, we need songs like this. <laughs> See, I think part of it that's lost on us too, is that, I mean, maybe not all of our listeners, but a majority of our mm. listeners live in the United States of America. Yeah. And as far as world history goes and even places in other places in the world, any trials that we face because we're Christians or any suffering is nothing. You know, other people are put to death for being Christians. The worst I get on a normal day is the dude at work teasing me for being a Christian and mm -hmm. making fun of me. That's nothing. That's the barista made my coffee wrong or it was cold when I got it. Wow. <laughs> Christians are so persecuted here in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> so lame. I mean, I, and I'm not trying to, trying to tease those people but it, it does seem so i don't know the contrast is there but we don't see it because as christians in this nation yeah we have our issues whatever christianity is not widely accepted or at least not biblical christianity as yeah. it should be but uh christianity as a whole lo looks nothing like it does in china in russia 
in even North Korea where the oppression is beyond like if they if you're found with the Bible, I'm pretty sure that the the sentence is death. I'm ninety nine percent sure on that. Yeah. But uh yeah But but Phil at work calls me Jesus boy. Oh no So oh, I'm no. persecuted. Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's our suffering here in the United States is at least at the moment is nothing compared to what it could be and what it most likely will be before the returning of Christ. So, yeah, with these lyrics, honestly, it for most songs where it's kind of a journey or I mean, other than the ending where it kind of resolves to the to the count it all as gain part, uh, this song is pretty much just straightforward lots of suffering and i don't yeah i mean it's it's comical but at the same time like this song is just straightforward like this is what it's supposed to look like i'm supposed to be uh put outside of what the world sees as good or beneficial because what they call good is bad and what they call bad or yeah what they call bad is good in our side so it's it's definitely a in the world but not of the world kind of thing. Like we have to be here. The suffering has to happen. We, the ministry has to happen, but we can't let the suffering overtake what we're doing. A lot of the times, I, I think about um, if the world or the the people around you don't get annoyed with you or don't dislike you for things, then you're not doing it right. you know if you're not being made fun of or people getting angry with you or disliking you because you took a stand for what's right then you're probably being wishy-washy and that that's not good (laughs) well like we said a few weeks ago with uh with the interview with we are victory and the guys that we had on there uh in our conversation we talked about uh, the middle of the road Christian and being lukewarm. There's no such thing as a lukewarm Christian. That's just called a lukewarm person. That's it. Like, if you're if you're not going all out for the gospel, I I have a hard time believing that you are truly sold out. And part of that is just maturity and faith for sure. Uh, some people just don't know how to be as bold, and that's just what it is. But if if you claim Christianity just for the namesake or just for the the benefits, then I, I have bad news for you. <laughs> so chances are you're probably not getting made fun of for your Christian beliefs because you probably, the people, if the people at your job or the people that you're around the most have no idea that you're a Christian, I have bad news for you. Yeah. That probably means that you're not, <laughs> whether you attend church or not. So it's, that's, that's a hard truth. And I, I'm not trying to, uh, call anybody out and tell them that they're a bad person we're all bad people we all fail we all have sin but what i'm saying is that if you truly take jesus seriously at what he said and what the bible teaches us you would take it a lot more seriously than just you know saying you believe and then around the people that you're you know most in contact with not sharing anything because you should be caring about their soul careful man you're gonna start you know getting people mad at you and persecuting you for the things that you have to say here. Oh, man. <laughs> it's almost like I planned it. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I give him plenty of persecution myself. It's it's true. I'm persecuted within the band. <laughs> well, I was talking to Zachariah on the way over here and was telling him about Facebook and like, you know, 
every time I post something, I'm like, how many friends are going to unfriend me because of this? <laughs> you know, because if you speak what you, uh, what you believe, it's like, we're the bad people because we're judgmental, but. Or you're ramming it down their throat. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, social media is its own beast and issue, but, uh, yeah, as far as the platforms we have, we definitely should be using it for the glory of God. There's no reason not to. You know, there's a lot of people who who say, well, they're a Christian, just a Christian that's a musician. I'm like, there's, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so they are or they aren't a Christian? What's what's the thing? Like, I, And I'm not against secular media and art and all that. You know, that's its own thing. But... Uh, you know, if you are a Christian and that's your only art or media, then I'd, I'd be curious to see what you actually do for your worship, if yeah. everything is worship, as it should be. So, Yeah, I think that, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, Christians in secular music or other secular arts, and, you know, um, I, I'm just going to use this as an example, and I, this has no judgment on this person because I don't know this person personally, but I'm, I, the thing, person that came to mind is Jake from August Burns Red. Mm. He's the lead vocalist, and he's a Christian. There are other people in the band who, band who are not Christians. Yep. And so, you know, I think about him for an example. I don't, I've never been an August Burns Red fan. I don't know what he does. I don't know what he has to say. But, you know, when you think about it, is he a a professing Christian, but like he's not doing, you know, is he using his platform? You know, I don't have an issue with say him being in a secular band. I, I, I lost where I was going with this, but, um, in the end, you know, he, for just using him as an example again, is has a platform where he can use his influence to share the gospel with people. I don't know whether or not he is, but as a Christian, if you have that platform, you need to be using it to reach people with the gospel because whether or not the platform you have is a Christian platform or a secular platform, as Christians, it, that is our single job is to reach the lost. So if you have that platform and you're not using it to reach the lost, then that's a really big problem. And especially it's an even bigger problem if the reason you're not doing it is just because you don't want to endure the hardships that come with it. Yeah. I think there should be a disclaimer here that for anybody thinking that we are standing on, you know, some mountain saying, you know, all you peasants down there need to do better. That is absolutely not it. Just to clarify, we are absolutely, this is a self-reflection thing too, as a Christian band. And we absolutely identify as a Christian band. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. There is 100%, 110%. This is a Christian band focused on sharing the gospel. So we we know that we are calling ourselves out in this as well. And I can 100% say that I am not the most bold person out there. It's easy for me to sit here and record a podcast and talk about my faith and all those things. But when you put me face to face with a coworker or with a friend who's not a believer, I'm not always as bold as I should be in reaching them with the gospel. So I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And we're not trying to come across as that way. We're just trying to share what we know to be true. Yep. So we don't really talk a whole lot usually about the musical side, but since we have rock here, I think it would at least be worth discussing it. Um, 
even though I didn't write the guitar part for this, I've been told that it was written based off of some Slipknot vibes, right? I think so, yeah. I think <laughs> I think this was the song. And so our previous guitar player who actually wrote this uh, guitar part, it's a great guitar part, honestly. It's super fun to play. Uh, I feel bad for rock, though, because for it being our second slowest song, uh, beats per minute wise it's the fastest yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the fastest so rock did you have anything on your end what the drums are like or just what you got going on uh, i know when zachariah showed it to me for the first time i you know i was kind of regretting wanting to be in the band because it was, <laughs> it was pretty fast and i wasn't able to do that right away but you know as i've practiced it's become easier obviously but I, i'm really glad and i really like the the wide range of music that we do and it's it's cool not to be um, stagnant. Yeah. No, I think this one, as far as uh, metalcore goes, I think this is one of our most solid songs, other than The War Is Everything. But I think this one airs on the side of heavy, which is great, because it has a really dissonant and uh, chromatic breakdown, which lends itself well to the, the style of what we're trying to do for this song. But uh, yeah, overall, this song hits hard, I think, both musically and lyrically. Yeah, I love the breakdown in this one. And to quote, uh, or not, I guess, I guess, quote, paraphrase, because I don't remember exactly what he said, but shout out to Jeffrey from Beyond the Grave. Yeah. Um, he did a review of our EP shortly after it came out, and he said that it was a deathcore breakdown masterfully incorporated <laughs> into a metalcore song. So <laughs> I love that breakdown because I... Um, am more of a deathcore guy than a metalcore guy. I love both, but you know, so I do like the rocks over there shaking his head like, nah, man. <laughs> but you know, I love the breakdown in this one because it is more of like a deathcore breakdown. So on this one, just as a, now we, we have a lot of fun with the band. I don't think everybody gets to really see that side of us because when we're on stage and when we're playing and even just listening to the recorded music, you probably wouldn't guess that we mess around a lot. But uh, now that Zachariah and I talk more often, you probably see just how silly and weird we can get. This is a song that we messed around with uh, during some of our rehearsals and we would up the speed even faster. And so we would, you know, we would have fun with that. But so yeah, the tempo is at 120 BPM. Yep. I think at the fastest we went, we went up to like 170. Yeah, just to mess around. And honestly, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> we tried 180, but that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, it's even if you can stay in time, it's just so fast. It's a jumbled mess and sounds terrible. Yeah, imagine just sliding up and down the guitar with your hands, and that's that's about how it sounds <laughs> <laughs> at that speed. Um, and it actually is another funny thing unrelated to the to us playing it but uh just recently i think my wife had officially finally listened through the entire ep and (laughs) (laughs) she texts me while i'm at life fest literally you know the day of one of our shows and i'm standing around and she texts me and asks why is there a cowbell in the song (laughs) (laughs) whose idea was that anyway keegan of course honestly it's it's one of those like you know the ride ride bell hits or like the the China crash right before a breakdown kind of thing, but it's a cowbell, and you can tell that it's it is a synthesized cowbell. <laughs> I've heard similar things from people that have listened to it. Well, the funny thing too is that the original breakdown in that song wasn't even the one that's in there. 
right that's, now. That's it's, right. It's literally a slam breakdown where the drums are just doing yes. the whole time, dun 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 yep. dun kind of thing, and it's it, the cowbell into that. As ridiculous as the cowbell leading into the breakdown that's in there now sounds, it sounded like ten times more ridiculous with the slam breakdown following it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do remember you showing me how that went. That was an interesting time, and I'm glad that it is the way it is now. <laughs> I don't know. We had a, I had a friend at the time that was like practically in tears when we took that out because he loved that slam breakdown so much. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a lot of fun, not just with this song, but all of our songs, really. We, we joke around, at least in our rehearsals, even though we seem so serious when we actually play, but... Uh, I think that's just because of how serious we take everything when we actually get to it. Somewhere floating around is a video of me recording The War is Everything in a country voice. I haven't heard that. <laughs> I haven't heard that one either. That's new to me. Yeah, and trust me, I'm not going to go out of my way to find it. No. <laughs> if one of you guys finds it, though, No, that, it that never got shared oh, out in public. Darn. All right, well, private eyes, I guess. Yes. Ears. You, you and the FBI agent that... <laughs> That checks your computer. Steve. He's introduced himself only because he's so concerned about me. (laughs) Searching in Google, when is the rapture happening? Hey, dude, are you okay? Getting a text from your FBI agent. (laughs) All right. So we talked about the song, went through the lyrics, talked a little bit about the instrumental side of stuff and how we have fun with it. Um, This song, on a more serious topic definitely touches base on something and actually the scripture that we read before in John 15, uh, just about the idea of Jesus was hated. And so we should expect to be hated as well. And so the idea of incurring the hatred of the world to avoid the wrath of God is something that the modern Christian needs to start wrestling with if they haven't already, or at the very least start, uh, start to share if they've, already come across this type of idea and so i don't know zachariah i know you wrote this song so going through that that type of mentality the whole jesus was hated first and so it hated i should expect it to hate me if i'm following jesus well uh you know not that i'm saying that we achieve salvation through works by any means but rather that uh it's a pretty accurate representation you can usually tell kind of like a video game you're going in the right direction because that's where all the bad guys are. <laughs> all the enemies are always the way that the quest continues. So in, in a similar fashion, we should expect to see the trials and the, the temptations and everything else that comes, the struggles, when we're going the way of Jesus, right? Yeah. And I something interesting that I was actually thinking about at work earlier is that as the band has grown in success... I can feel like more weight on me and Mm. more struggles with my own like mental health as we go and more just difficulty, not with people, but you know, with my own self. And I was thinking about it today. I'm like, that's probably a sign that we're on the right path and the enemy's trying to derail me from what I'm supposed to be doing. Because a lot of the time, you know, I'll be thinking about music or what the next step I want to do or is, you know, do this or that. And that's when I'll start to like get down 
and not have the energy anymore to do what, you know, I was planning on doing. And it's like, that's probably not my own body doing that really. That's probably mm. the enemy trying to stop me from the plans that I have because I'm headed in the right direction. <laughs> well, and, and we've definitely as a band face plenty of issues and Zachary actually brought it up. Like I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago in our, we are victory interview. Um, all of us in the band have faced plenty of issues, including the, the loss of uh, one of our guitarists having uh, to remove him from the band uh, just because of issues between all of us internally. But uh, Rock having a surgery recently, which that's gone really well, and praise God for that. But uh, even starting early on in the band, I remember coming on our first show, the, uh, the EP release party, and uh, it was a huge concern because Rock was already having huge irritation, a lot of nerve issues with playing, and I'll, I'll let Rock say something about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he didn't get to practice with you guys for like the whole month beforehand because yeah. yeah. you know my you know my doctor's like, hey, you better not play on this, or you're gonna really really mess yourself up. And I'm like, wow. And then you know, right during Life Fest, even when we played at Life Fest, yeah. like one of the songs I could barely hold on because it was so bad, but. It just seemed like it kept flaring up before shows really badly, and I, I don't think that was a coincidence. Yeah, he was definitely a, a champ fighting through at Life Fest. I remember like we always have our little set list in front of us and planned breaks for when you know we're gonna stop and talk, and so you know it'll say on there to just you know go straight from one song into the next, and Rock wouldn't start the next track, and I'd turn around and he's just like cradling his arm like you gotta Jeez. give me a second, man, before yeah. we go into this next one. So it was impressive, honestly, to just see him fight through that anyway, you know. Yeah, and so having Rock, actually, so that was July 31st, 2020, was the EP release party. And then we didn't play uh, Life Fest until, was it July, was it 9th, 9th, 9th and 10th? 10th? Yeah, so the 9th, that Friday night when we played, Rock was really hurting, like really bad. And then we still had to play the next night opening for uh, Gold, Frankincense, and Myrrh. So that was, yeah, going from Friday night into Saturday. Well, yeah, Friday night after the show all the way through Saturday. I don't think there was a single moment that we weren't praying. <laughs> there was tons of icy hot and ice and <laughs> everything you can think of. Yeah. But that was, as far as how that went, like despite hurting so bad Friday night, Saturday was better for you. So whatever, yeah, was whatever's shocking. going on. I knew it was God totally. Cause I mean, the, all the other times that happened, I was just in pain for a long time, but I don't know. God kept giving me the strength to get through it. So it was awesome. So yeah, rock went basically 12 months without getting surgery, but finally got in through all the doctor's appointments and all that got the surgery. And what are we four four weeks now post-op? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, three and a half, four weeks post-op, and he's already playing again. So, <laughs> Don't tell his doctor that, though. No, he said it's okay now. Okay, good. But, uh, yeah, so just having that and the issue with going from five members to four, that doesn't even include Maddie with dealing, uh, even in her senior year, trying to find internships where it should be more abundant. I mean, granted, we're in Covidia right now, so it's... It's a lot harder because job, jobs are a joke trying to figure all that stuff out, and companies don't even know what they want to do. But 
and then Zachariah and I, I mean, three of the four of us are married. Maddie's not, but in our own marriages, trying to, uh, trying to not let the enemy get the best of us in that. And that's, that's one of the things. And Bobby asked us that question in that interview. And I'm glad that he did. Cause it reminded me just how much we've struggled in our relationships, just from random things out of nowhere. Like, you know, everything's going fine for all three of us. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> it seems like the devil decided to set all of our wives off at the same time. <laughs> it was nuts. Like, None of us had a good time for like a solid three weeks, if, if not longer. Karina, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> just thought I should yeah. say that real quick. We're, we're not calling them out by any means. It's just one of those things that the devil knows that though they all support us, our wives are extremely supportive of the band and of this ministry. Um, but to have them you know, whether it's relational issues, whether they feel like we're not at home enough or whatever else is going on, it just seems like it hit at the absolute worst time. Cause I think it was following the February show that that really started happening. It was like March into April or something like that. And we were busy trying to regroup, collect ourselves, start recording stuff again to try and get this album on the way. And you know, it, <laughs> it was just an absolute mess for, a good three weeks at least. So, yeah, the devil definitely knows how to jump in there, but that doesn't mean that we get to back off from what we're doing. We see that and we run towards it as much as that sounds counterintuitive. It's the, uh, you know, it's the first responder, the police officer, the military serviceman or woman. That's the mindset just to run into the battle. And we see it and we have to do it because that's what we're here for. Yeah, I know I personally, like, I keep, it has, it's something that's never bothered me until really recently, the last, like, week or two, is that, you know, obviously we're a small band. We just hit, like, 200 listeners on Spotify in a 28-day period for the first time ever this week. And so, I mean, that's, that's a big landmark to us because like yeah. wow 200 listeners and the rule of thumb is kind of if you have 200 listeners on spotify double that and that's your total listeners for all platforms so like 400 people that's that's a good yeah. amount of people but in the grand scheme of things you think of other bands like you know i was just looking at fit for a king on their spotify <laughs> the other day and it was like over a million or no, it was like 934,000 or something. So you compare it to that and it's like, or a tiny little ant, but up until like this last week, it hasn't bothered me. And yet for some reason, I keep having this thought come into my head. Like, why are we even doing this? We only have so many people listening. We're not even reaching enough people. You know, how can you even make a difference if you're not, if people aren't even listening, you know? And I keep having to tell myself, what, why, why are you thinking this? Like, that's not even the, the point. The point isn't to become famous or popular. The mm -hmm. point is to reach people with the gospel. And there are 400 people listening right now that, you know, have a chance to be reached with the gospel, yeah. you know, and I, it's something that has never bothered me up until this week. And it's like, I don't think that's me putting those thoughts in my own head. Otherwise it's something that would have bothered me all this time. Sure. You know, I, I definitely think a lot of it comes from the culture that is modern music as well. 
just the pressure to put out better music all the time to, uh, you know, one up everything that you've ever done kind of thing. But, uh, that reminds me of a quote that I actually, uh, had thought of specifically concerning this, but, uh, because man likes to put a lot of restraints, limitations, restrictions, you know, they like to have their, uh, I guess what their checklist is of what, what is good and what deserves, you know, to do well or whatever. But uh, it was an A.W. A. W. Tozer quote, and it says, I claim the holy right to disappoint men in order to avoid disappointing God. And I think in our life, we have to remember that there are going to be a lot of people who want us, especially as musicians in an industry where it's based off of um, potential monetary gain and it's based off of who knows who and all that fun stuff, that that's not what we're here for. That, you know, like we've said in the past, if it's 20 years later and we have, you know, 10 albums, but we never, never make it past you know, a thousand monthly listeners or whatever, if Spotify even exists in 20 years, if we never make it past whatever level of popularity that the world likes to set, if we reach that one person, whether it's at the beginning of our ministry or the very end or both, if that's all we're here for, then that's what we're here for. And I would much rather see that person come to Christ rather than go and play giant tours across the world and as great as that sounds and I'm not trying to not trying to do the false humility here I'm serious I would much rather someone come to Christ rather than go and play across the world I'm doing just fine sitting right here but I would be much happier to see somebody else know the the love and joy of Christ so it's it's something that we we strive for I know and a lot of other bands do too and we hope that the more that people hear us talk about it and the more that it's spread across that it's uh i guess more commonly accepted because it's it's so easy to just get wrapped up in the idea that i could do better as a band or as you know whatever i could always do better if i followed this 10 step guide to make my life so much better or the three easy rules to have a great marriage or you know whatever it is like are we really looking for that or are we looking for, you know, the sound and the signs of battle? And are we facing our struggles and our temptations head on, not allowing them to destroy us? Knowing that the one that we fight for and with is not one who will ever be overcome. So, did you guys have any final thoughts on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Rock, you got anything? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. All right, <laughs> perfect. Well, we're going to play Made to Suffer here in just a couple minutes. Listen but, for the cowbell. Yeah, listen for the cowbell. Don't forget that. Uh, if you're listening, Ariana, I love you. <laughs> love you, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, but Ariana, how did it take you that long to listen all the way through the EP? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It took me that long to listen through it. <laughs> I finally finished it the day before we played at Life House. <laughs> but anyway, all the fun and joking aside, we hope that you guys uh, enjoyed all of our episodes that we're posting. We're trying to get them out Fridays at 6 a.m. So wherever you are locally, they'll be published 6 a.m. Ish. So, ish, time, yeah. Wherever, wherever you are. You yeah. are. Wherever you are. <laughs> nice. So... Yeah, I don't know how that works if it's across the world. Tokyo I would assume it does. It still but, uh, does. It okay. still works like that. All right. 
I mean, I don't have a VPN to check that. I yeah. my I had a buddy who um, lives in Thailand. Oh, nice. That he wasn't listening to the podcast, but when The War is Everything was released, it was released the same way at midnight everywhere. Gotcha. Right. And he texted me at like 6 p.m. Nice. He's like, man, great song. I'm like, how did you hear it already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check us out. We're on, I mean, if you're listening to this, then chances are you know where we are. But we're, we're slowly spreading to all of the different podcast platforms as much as we can. But uh, chances are we're on one that you already have on your phone or on your computer. Uh, So we thank you for listening, and we hope that you guys have a great week. God bless. You can help support us by heading over to anchor.fm forward slash TWIE pod and clicking on the donate button where you can select one of a few monthly donation rates of $1, $5, or $10. All money helps to keep this podcast up and running as well as supports lesser-known Christian artists. Thank you for listening, and God bless.